When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Episode 7, The Chase, How to Play the Dating Game But Not Get Played with Lane Frank. So, Lane, we met about a year ago, and I want you to tell everybody your, your I guess, your status, your relationship status, because that's how we always start. But you, I had you here for a variety of reasons, so go right ahead, and thank you for being here. Oh, you're so welcome. Relationship status. I haven't answered that question in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, July this year makes 20 years married. That's amazing. It okay. Is. So tell um tell me, because I don't know if I remember, and tell our audience how you met your lovely wife, Jennifer. Best friend sister. Okay. Yep, went to college with my boy Jeff. Didn't really know he had a sister in college. He ended up transferring. I tracked him down after school, went up to visit him in Boston, uh, said he had to drop something off at his sister's apartment, walked into the apartment. How you doing? I did not know you had a sister. That's a nice surprise. 25 years later, here we are. That's fantastic. And you have two beautiful children. Yes. Who are not so young anymore. You're almost like an empty nester. High school. It's uh, My boy's going to be a senior and my mm. daughter's going to be a freshman. So, so amazing. At least they'll get a year together in school. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Great stuff. So let's go back before things were so calm and lovely and serene in your love life um, category and to your dating life, right? So I know it's been quite a while yes, and the has. times have certainly changed. I can attest to that myself from being single before versus now. But um, we've become fast friends, you and I, and you've been very entertaining and hearing some of your stories about what went on in in the world of Lane before Jennifer <laughs> showed up on the scene. So let's talk first about the chase. Were you a game player? Like, how did you handle that? Like, did you wait to call the girl? Like, did you play hard to get? Like, what did you do? Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what goes on in the mind of a man? Yeah, I'd like to consider myself, I always was a romantic. I never really played the game because I was a bit of a late bloomer. You know, I, I, I was born and raised in Philadelphia and, you know, I moved out uh, to the suburbs for high school mm -hmm. and uh, it was a big change for me. Um, 
in, in a lot of ways. So I didn't really date a whole lot in high school. I was kind of finding my way and, you know, making some good friends and meeting the right people. And yeah, I had a girlfriend here or there. You know, it's when I went off to college. When that you went wild? Completely became a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the part we want to hear about. So what, what, um, what are some of the, I guess, I don't want to hear every college crazy story, but what are some of the stories that stick out in your head when you think about like dating like girls and some, I know you told me like some, a story once where you were, I think you were in Miami or you were somewhere, you were somewhere in Florida and you're with one of your guy friends on a break, like spring break. And then you met the twins. Oh, that was so funny. But uh, to answer your first question, yeah, sure. You know, I had a few girlfriends, you know, one series in college for about a year or so, then mm -hmm. a girlfriend when I moved back home after college. But I want to say I didn't really date a whole lot. Uh, it was more like the hookup. Yeah. It Let's get into that. the hookup. It was more That's of part that. of the dating life, sadly, or not. I mean, one of the, the – what you bought up that spring break trip, that's probably one of the, the funniest stories. I mean, the long and short, the abridged version is we were hanging in Daytona Beach. It was our sophomore year in college and literally twins walking down the beach, Barbie twins, the, the most – Beautiful, like, like the double mint twins, commercial. like unbelievable. Like, what were they wearing? Do you remember? Just bikinis, yeah, of course, yeah, Just bikinis, and they were identical twins. And um, <laughs> I was with, and, and it's funny because uh, my wife doesn't know this story. Oh, I good, was, now she will. I was with her brother at the time, and you know, okay, me and him were very close before you knew he had a sister. God, if she ever got found it. out what me and him got ourselves, no wonder into, he probably didn't tell you. It would be twenty years that he had a sister. Now that I'm hearing this. Yeah, so I was with I was with Jeff and he said, We gotta go up and talk to them. So, you know, I ran up, said hello, and they came over and we ended up partying with them, you know, all day on the beach, dancing, hanging out in the back of his truck. And, you know, we ended up at the end of the, the day going back to their uh hotel room. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah. Did, did a few things here and there. Yeah, it took it to another level. Took it to another Fun. level. And yeah. uh, you know, we said to them, Hey, if you wanna, you know, hang out tonight, this is where our hotel is, come by at eight. And they said, Sure and we said, all right. And we went back to the room and we kind of laughed it off saying, ah, they'll never show up, you know. It's like a, it's a little hookup here and there. Right. What do you know? Eight o'clock, knock on the door. Were you? What were you guys doing at the time? Were you like ready to go out? Like, or were you just like oh, hanging out in your boxer shorts? We were ready to go out. Okay. We said, we're going to give it to like 8.05 to see if they actually show up. <laughs> and they did. And they were dressed to the nines. Absolutely magnificent. Bought them in. Had them sit on the bed. I grabbed Jeff. So we'll be right back. I, I took him into the uh, bathroom and I looked at Jeff and I said, Jeff, which one's which? That's so funny. And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, all right, dude, we got to play this really cool. So don't do anything <laughs> stupid. All right. Just keep your mouth shut. Let me roll with this. I'll get them out of here and we'll figure it out. Well, you know, 30 seconds later, he sits down next to one of them and puts his arm around her, and it just so happened to be the wrong one. Oh, my God. And she flipped. The other one flipped, said a couple of nasty things, got up and walked out of the room, and I proceeded to tackle him, and we were wrestling on the floor and laughing around it the whole time. That so is so funny. It was funny. a funny story. So then what was the – how did your night end? Did you go out and, like, get a new girl? Oh, I did, did, did. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> so awesome. Wouldn't Lane's very that. cool. He's Rico Suave for everybody at home listening or in your car. Um, but he's taken – but anyway, okay, so let's talk a little bit about dating horror stories. Do you remember any, like, did any, like, bad dates, like, gone awry or girls that you maybe met that you thought were one way 
and you know, or I don't know. It's hard because you weren't doing online dating, right? You had like the traditional dating where you would go out and meet people or get set up or whatever it might be. Um, now, an online dating world, which is a whole other sea of fun, um, <laughs> you you see people, right, in photos, and they don't necessarily always uh, present the way they do in a photo in person. They might have like an imperfection here or there. Obviously, you can't tell someone's personality in a photo and not necessarily on text or whatever either. But anyway, not to steal the stage, I just wanted to hear from you um, if, if you had any interesting, uh, you know, anecdotes to share, anything like that from some of your dating catastrophes. Well, you mentioned horror stories. Thank God I have not too many. Good. And uh, remember, there was no internet back right. then. Right. No cell phones. Right. You know, it was kind of word of mouth how you got introduced to somebody. I can't think of a particular horror story, but I can tell you a really funny story that if there was smartphones and internet, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> um, so I was, I was set up blindly to meet somebody and um, I had to go to their, their home. And they were uh, still living with their parents. And mm -hmm. you know, I knocked on the door and met the father, and he invited me in. I haven't met the girl yet, didn't know who she was, really didn't know what she looked like. It was just set up through a mutual friend. Okay. And, you know, I asked to use the, uh, you know, the bathroom before oh, she, you know, came down. Yeah. And uh, I used the bathroom and ended up flooding. Oh, my God. The toilet. That's so awful. So I cut my losses and kind of peeked out and noticed nobody was there. And, and run out the door. I actually ran out of the house. <laughs> so she never knew who I was. <coughs> Choking to death. Yeah, oh, never, my God. That was so – I don't think I ever heard Yeah, that I recall. Like that. But horror stories, no. I, I, you know, I never really dated any psychos or, you know. Mm -hmm. and Nobody that needed to be committed. I like to think I was always a pretty good guy, too. But yeah, oh yeah you, you are. You're a very nice guy. So we're such good friends. How about um, dating deal breakers? Did you have any of those, like, things that you just uh, – someone had something or did something or whatever, like, you were just, like, done? I have quite a few. And I'll be happy to share. I'm just curious, if, as a guy, if there are any that you may have recalled back in the day. No, I can't recall. Really, you know, it, it, sky's it, the limit. It's funny. It's it's it, it's ironic. My, my wife was the first Jewish girl that I seriously That was my dated. next topic. It's okay, funny. let's switch over, over so and then we'll go back to dating deal So, so when you talk about deal breakers, yeah, you know, I grew up Jewish but not religious. Yeah, you're more spiritual. And I'm I the was, same way. And I was always attracted. Uh, you know, the blonde hair, blue eye. You know, yeah, that was always you know my thing. And yeah, it just so happens you don't find too many blonde hair. Yeah. Who are Jewish girls. Yeah. No, so, and there are not many. Yeah. So I didn't date a lot of Jewish girls um, right. growing up. but So that was part of my my next little topic I wanted to get into because you're I know you're Jewish and so am I. And, um, you know, not to stick with just the Jewish because there's obviously lots of people listening that aren't. But I think more people in the Jewish faith tend to try to stay within the faith if they can, only because of cultural reasons more than anything else. So <clears throat> when you dated, obviously it's a little different because you went up marrying the first Jewish girl you ever dated. But when you were just in the dating phase and you didn't know where exactly it was going to go, did you find it to be easier with Jennifer versus other 
women only because of the fact that you had that foundation behind you, the both of you? No, not at really? all. Really? Jen- Jennifer's just Jewish by chance. I mean, she could have been anything. I still would have. Uh, oh, no, I totally her. understand but that. No, it was just I wasn't by saying chance. that. You know, we weren't raised very religiously. My, you know, folks never looked down upon it if uh-huh. it was somebody that wasn't Jewish. Right. Like I said, it was just sheer luck that I just so happened to meet Jen and she happened to be Jewish. Right. Um, but, uh, no, I don't think that uh, the religion had anything to do. And, and quite frankly, I'm one of three siblings that only marry Jewish. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay, so – right. got a nice combination. I just think – yeah. <laughs> I think for me, um, I just think – I, I find like if I'm dating a Jewish guy that I like, it just feels more like family to me. You know, I don't know why that is. Um, obviously, we both have a love of matzo ball soup, I'm guessing, and like brisket and, <laughs> and everything like that. But also just for the holidays days to have that in common and and things like that more than anything but yeah like I was once eons ago I was engaged to um a guy when I was in my 20s he was Italian and he was his mother was Jewish but he was raised Catholic and he was from South Philly so you're from Philly so you know so he's very Italian and I I was always you like blonde hair and blue eyed guys I tend to gravitate more to darker haired guys like darker skin like that like like melony looking you know olivey complexion things like that so at any rate um I, but as we got closer I we we wound up not getting married for a lot of reasons but I started seeing a lot of cultural differences in our like things that I was initially attracted to was becoming almost like not as a deterrent, but like it was sort of like an eye opener to me that like I, my family was a little different and we did things a little differently and like stuff like that. So, but anyway, I was just curious. Yeah, okay. marrying within the faith has definitely made things. Yeah, easier. but I'm not overly religious either. I, you know, I'm more spiritual. Like yourself. we had a Jewish wedding. Yeah. We celebrate the holidays. Did your uh, kids have a bar and bat mitzvah? My son had a bar, bar mitzvah. mitzvah. My okay. daughter did not. Got it. Okay. That's good. All right. So let's go back to deal breakers. So you had none. You were a sky's the limit. And if a girl, like, didn't dress well or maybe was dull, like, you were cool to just continue to explore? Well, probably wouldn't date a girl that didn't dress well or was dull. <laughs> So, okay, so there are your deal breakers. Yeah, there's the deal yeah. breaker. Like turn-offs, I guess I should say yeah, but more than anything. Too, it, it, different times. There mm. was no social media. Right. There was no text messaging. Yeah. I mean, it was if you wanted to take someone out on a date, you had to call them on the telephone. Exactly. With a copper analog line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hop in your car and drive to their house and by chance see if, if they're home. I know. It's so different. That was like another thing I wanted to get into is this now versus then. Like I think- You were never stalked, put it that way. It's so much harder now. I mean, it makes it easier because you have more information at your fingertips. So like if- I don't really take the time to do this, but I can see that someone would. You know, um, if you're talking to somebody online that you have some interest in before you take it further and maybe go meet them, you can Google them, you know, um, see where they work, see, like, it, you know, if they've ever been arrested, like, <laughs> see, whatever. Um, you can also know if they're fraudulent. Like, I remember at one point, like, a few, like, maybe a year ago, I didn't invest a lot of time into this, so I'm grateful for that, but I was talking to this guy um, who claimed to be in Ukraine for work, and he was very handsome in his photo, and, you know, he would, te- he would text me because um, we got off the app 
WhatsApp. They started texting me. And it would text me at like appropriate times for Ukraine. Like it was the middle of the night. So it like seemed realistic. Maybe he legitimately was there, but it definitely wasn't this guy. Because when push came to shove, he was like asking for money. He was like a catfish. And I was like, yeah. and I kept asking him, what's your last name? And I think he told me, but I couldn't find him anywhere. So I was like curious. It just seemed odd that he was. And he would send me photos, but they would be, like, very, like, mysterious, like, photo of a building. Like, it could be anywhere. It wasn't, like, the landscape of Ukraine or, like, something like that. Isn't that Dating seems so fascinating today. It, it, it really is when does. you're on the sidelines, like you, with your popcorn watching. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so ironic. You know, we're, we're doing a podcast, and uh, I'm a podcast junkie. And, uh, you know, the other day I was listening to um podcast, the, the girl that co-founded Tinder, then she went oh, on to Oh, yeah. Start, uh, now Bumble. she's Bumble. Yeah, I love her. She She's like brilliant. Great story. You know, fascinating. I think to myself, okay, if I had to date, this seems kind of a cool platform to uh, check it's, everything out. I, I, again, this is, it is so brand new. Yeah. Wouldn't even know where to begin. No, it's funny because I have so many friends from New Jersey that are married. And um, I mean, I have a Bumble account. All of you listening, I do have a Bumble account. Now I have one more because I'm researching for this show. I have more than I'm actually utilizing for dating. Um, but at any rate, I I have like my girlfriends at home that are married, as I said, and they like will go on my account on my phone and they'll start swiping. They find it so fun. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> They're like, Ooh, this swiping. one, this one, this is so fun, Mindy. This is great. And I'm like, write people. I'm like, stop writing them. No. <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's 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 interesting. That I love is- the hunt. I, I used to love the hunt. There yeah. was nothing more rewarding than, you know, walking Finding- up to a stranger and just saying hello. I know. I love that. I wish the more guys did that. I I think that apps like make it so that they feel that they can't do that, you know, and and everyone's so glued to their phones and even in a bar, like you're out and, you know, if, if you're not with friends and talking, like you're sitting by yourself, like the first thing you do, I am guilty of it as well. You go right to your phone. I'm usually emailing for work, but whatever, you know, and you get engrossed in that phone and you, you're not looking and being present. It's and counterproductive. It's awful. I- just imagine, I mean, I know my, my, my children with their phones, but even I see adults, you know, they're constantly, heads are buried. I know. I mean, when you walked into a bar in the 90s and wanted to have a good time and potentially meet somebody, mm-hmm. you flirted with them. Your heads weren't buried. You weren't constantly looking at your phone. You were paying attention to all the people around you. Mm-hmm. See if you can find somebody interesting. Right, exactly. I know. Everybody listening, put your phone down. So let's go through some of the breakers that I researched. These aren't necessarily mine. I just want your opinion of them. Um, okay, the first one that, that scores highest in terms of a deal breaker amongst men and women is honesty. So if even like a white lie, someone lies about their age or maybe their job or where they're living, like... Would that be a red flag to you? I mean, I think we've all told white lies before. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily. I think if you know, it's, you know, if it's early on, you you know, people might tell some white lies here or there. They want to impress the other person. But I think if you're going to commit and date to somebody, you got to be pretty honest. I think so. Absolutely. Because it's if I, my opinion is if you're going to tell a lie about like something small, then you're likely more inclined to tell a lie about something big. But like you say, it's like I guess like. Case by case, okay. Habit appearance. What's what's your um, what's your preference before Jennifer? Long or short hair? Long. Okay, and obviously we know it's blonde, right? That was the preference. Okay, <laughs> but she's not blonde. No, okay. your hair can't get any darker than hers. Okay, awesome. 
All right. And oh, here's one of my biggest deal breakers. Teeth. Do you like is that an important factor to you? Yeah. I mean, we had that old saying back in the day when that girl had summer teeth. Some were here, some were there. <laughs> I still use it today. My son uses it too. Now. I love that. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, of I course. had a teeth date. Are important. And I, it's so sad. I had a date <laughs> with this guy who I like was like talking to and he seemed like really decent and everything. And he was very, very cute. And we get to the date. And I know I usually ask for like them to send a picture of their smile because I want to see their teeth. But like for some reason, I thought I saw a picture of him smiling and I thought that it was, I thought he had a nice smile. So we get to the date and like, I don't want to say anything too mean, but they were not good teeth. That's all I'll say. And it's a shame because like it was everything else was awesome, but I was like, I can't, I can't. No, you got it. You got it. I just think teeth. it like speaks to someone's hygiene. Yeah. And I mean, he definitely could have afforded Invisalign. Um, not <laughs> judging, but just based on his outfit and his jewelry of a watch, I should say, and like what he did for a living. Like, yeah, go to the dentist i don't know but well, you have nice teeth oh i'm obsessed if i were to pick another career it would have been an orthodontist yeah, in, you have in a heartbeat very nice teeth. like thank you for saying that i'm like i like wear a line at night just to keep them in straight they don't shift i like get go to the dentist and get them like whitened twice a year yeah i'm always in tv news so it was important yeah. to have a nice smile back then and now I just maintain it but thank you for saying that okay we're running out of time i want to go through a couple more quick ones um Let's see. How about a slob? Is that an issue for you? If someone's messy or they're uber neat? It's an issue now. I think uh, you got to remember too is, you know, high school, college days, early 20s, we all were slobs. Yeah. Men and women. I mean, we were slobs. We lived yeah. in dorms. We had fraternity houses. We were all piled in apartments together in New York City. Um, today, I'm a bit of a neat freak. I think my wife made me that way. I'm kind of obsessive when it comes to keeping the house Neat, get your towel off the floor, get your clothes off the floor. That's good. Fold it up. Um, but yeah, today, yeah, I'd... Uh, okay. All right, no me too. Slobs. I've always been neat. Yeah. Um, but the slobbiness doesn't... I mean, it doesn't bother me because I'll just pick it up myself as long as they don't care about me. Keep picking up after them. Um, last but not least is the smoking, which is less, I guess, is less common today than not. But there's still people that smoke. Was that a deal breaker for you back in the day? We were all smokers oh. back in the day. We all we all smoked. I mean, I stopped. I think I stopped smoking a couple of years after my son was born. Okay. So, but Beth, so about, yeah, that's true. I guess like then it wasn't as whatever. But now you would probably not want to date someone that was smoking. No, single. Yeah, no. I would guess. I definitely won't. All right. So as we wrap up, we always ask for um, a lesson learned or something like that. Obviously, it could even be something through marriage. It doesn't necessarily have to be when you were dating. Is there like anything that like went down that you learned from like that a piece of advice that you could offer people? Piece of advice: be you. Um, you know, I've always worn my emotions on my sleeve. Be you, be honest, be yourself, be who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, if that's not going to work for somebody, move on. Find who it's going to work for because you really do have to be just true to yourself. Know what you want and uh, go there, go out there and get what's yours. That's very good advice. All right. Well, thanks, Lynn, for coming. We'll thank have you, you back Mindy. another time. Can't wait. Okay. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye.